You're listening to Up Your Game, a podcast all about sports. I'm Travis Harrison again with my good buddy Ben Weir. It's great to be talking sports again with you, man. As always, man. Same here. Enjoy it. Well, this episode, we're going to be recapping another exciting weekend in college football as Week 5 had some more upsets, exciting finishes, and players who have earned Player of the Week honors. We're going to start things off with the Georgia Bulldogs who came into the weekend ranked number one in the country and have yet to be tested this season, blowing out opponents week in and week out. Well, that was not the case this past weekend as the Missouri Tigers almost pulled off the stunning upset before falling 26-22 to the Bulldogs, which allowed Georgia fans to breathe a sigh of relief. Ben, you texted me that you had called the Tigers pulling this upset earlier in the day. How shocked were you to almost see it come true? I was really shocked. The only, and the only reason I was texting you is because I could say if if it was if it did happen, I could be like, "Hey, I actually called this." But like, I was sitting there before college game day, and I was just basically like, "Oh, they're playing at Mizzou tonight. Oh, they'll make, they'll probably lose or something like that." So, I mean, I, I, w- I definitely was shocked. I mean, I did not really expect that to be the case where they literally almost blew it in Missouri. But yeah, it was very surprising. Well, I think a big story in this game that no one seems to be talking about is how Bennett didn't throw any touchdown passes especially for how well he's been playing this season. Ben, what was your reaction to that? No, I agree. I mean, I've always not, never been high on him anyway. He's been playing well. I mean, I, I can't deny he's been playing well, but I've never been high on him. But, I mean, he threw, what, through 43 passes with no touchdowns? I mean, only completed almost half of his passes. So it's, it's very surprising that he didn't get at least one in there. Well, number two, Crimson Tide opened up a 28-0 lead in the second quarter behind two touchdown passes from Bryce Young and two more from his replacement as he went out with a shoulder injury. The offense then begun to sputter and Arkansas capitalized, evaporating the lead down to five, entering the fourth. Arkansas ran for 187 yards on the ground in this game, which is the most Alabama has allowed since week three of last year. Gibbs helped the Tide get some breathing room with a couple of long touchdown runs one for 72 yards and the other for 76. Alabama ended up winning this one 49-26 over the Razorbacks. Ben, I think the bigger concern for Alabama moving forward is how serious of an injury this was to Young and if he'll be good to go this coming week against Texas A&M, the only team to beat Alabama in the regular season last year. Yeah, it's so Alabama, I feel like with Nick Saban is always like so close knit where they don't let information get leaked out. And like, I, I feel like that's kind of the case with his injury. Like you really don't know the extent of his injury. Like when I saw it live, I mean, it, it didn't look serious, but I mean, obviously it was serious enough to knock him out of the game. So I, I don't know, man, I don't know what's going to happen. And from what I'm understanding, I think he's trying to go this week. Like, I think he's good to go, but I really don't, honestly don't have any idea. I guess we'll find out right before the game. Probably they'll. Yeah. <laughs> the, the big reveal. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Well, number three, Ohio State won big over Rutgers 49 10 behind five rushing touchdown passes from Williams, who will address more later. Ben, the Buckeyes were still without their top wide receiver. Rutgers' game plan coming into this was slowing Stroud down and making him uncomfortable, which seemed to work as he only threw for 154 yards, which is something that is out of the norm. But who needs to throw the ball when you run for almost 200 yards and five touchdowns? It's true, and the crazy thing is, I'm sure Rutgers was on a pretty high at the very beginning of the game because they were up seven nothing to start this game. Yeah, we got <laughs> and then it was we got all right downhill. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops, we forgot to score. <laughs> well, number four, Michigan took care of Iowa easily, 27-14 in a game that was never in question. Number five, Clemson won 30 to 20 against NC State. Ben, you pointed out going into this weekend that this game could be competitive, and it was until the fourth quarter when the Tigers put a little more distance between them. 
Yeah, and I really, I was watching the majority of this game. It really, to me, seemed like Clemson had, and not dominated this game, but like kind of had NC State right where they wanted them to get to the fourth quarter. I mean, NC State just couldn't put the ball in the end zone. I mean, Clemson's defense definitely showed up. DJ played, he played okay. I mean, they're surprising me because I still question their ranking. I, I don't think they're one of the top five teams in the country, but I mean, they're they're kind of proving it and their schedule is going to get harder along the way, but they've already beaten Wake Forest, the top 25 team, and now uh, NC State, a top 10 team. Well, number six, USC defeated Arizona State 42-25. Ben, your playoff dark horse looked a lot better this week, as did Williams, who was 27-37 for 348 yards and three touchdowns. Yeah, they did, but it's just coming, man. I was I was talking to um, somebody about this, but I just feel like the Pac-12, all they do is just beat up each other. So, like, it's coming, man. One of the losses is coming. I mean, they got Utah coming up. They've got UCLA at the end of the year. It's coming eventually, but I hope hopefully they'll prove me right. Well, the game Mark wasn't looking forward to as his number seven <laughs> Kentucky Wildcats were beat by number 14 Old Miss. Ben, I don't think too many people saw this game as a big upset, especially with the Rebels playing at home. Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely don't. I could have seen this gone either way. I mean, honestly, Kentucky should have won this game. They hit the ball twice in the red zone. The last two of the last three drives and fumbled. So their their offensive line definitely hurt them. But no, I don't see this as an upset. I just this is an SEC game, and Kentucky was not a top ten team. Yeah. <laughs> they just weren't. And we kind of said that last week. You know, kind of a surprise yep. to even see them in the top ten because that's definitely out of the norm. So yeah, definitely not a surprise yeah. here to see them. You know, get beat. Well, number nine, Oklahoma State beat number 16, Baylor, 36-25. Ben Baylor was down 23-3 in this one before storming all the way back and making things interesting down eight in the fourth quarter. It's just kind of very similar to what happened last year. Oklahoma State beat them in the regular season, and then Baylor beat them in the Big 12 championship game. So they always have entertaining games whenever they play together. But yeah, Oklahoma State, I think, looks pretty good. We'll see if they can survive the schedule, but they might come out of the Big 12. We'll see. Well, number 11, Penn State took care of business, beating Northwestern 17-7. Number 12, Utah smoked Oregon State 42-16. And number 13, Oregon won big 45-27. Ben, those three teams were doing what they're supposed to do as the favorite and win. Yeah, those are all, again, like conference games where you've got to win. I mean, I know they both were at home, but you, you got to play the game. And they definitely played well. Oregon, again, still, they're just amazing me after what happened week one. Like, I'll keep saying that because it's crazy. But Utah, I feel like, is was a dark horse for the Pac-12, too. And now they're they're just keeping it going. Number 15, Washington was upset by UCLA on Friday night, 40-32. to Ben, did the outcome of this game surprise you at all? I don't know if surprise is the right word. I mean, I feel like both these teams are pretty good. Dorian Robinson, I think it's Robinson from UCLA, their quarterback. He's been around for a while, so that didn't really surprise me. I know their running back for UCLA came from Michigan. So, no, I don't think I was really that surprised. UCLA's got a pretty decent team, so we'll see if they can keep this going. Well, number 17, Texas A&M fell again, this time to unranked Mississippi State 42-24. Ben, I feel like we're talking about A&M every week and just wondering who they are and why can't they figure themselves out. The question I got is, will the real Texas A&M stand up, please? I just like, <laughs> seriously, though, like, I mean, who is this team? I, and I honestly feel like this weekend they're going to get completely annihilated by Bama, whoever is being quarterback there. Cause, but they could show up and they could be lights out and their defense could hold them to like under 20 points. I have no idea. I don't, I don't know, man. Yeah, you just don't know what Texas A&M team you're going to get from week to week. (laughs) Well, number 18, Oklahoma Sooners got boomed for the second week in a row, this time by unranked TCU. 
been a lot of people had some high hopes for this Sooners team, especially on the defensive side of the ball, and they are continuing to disappoint their fan base. I'm sorry, I gotta, I'm still laughing. I, I hope I hope that people understood the boomed part because that was the best line I've heard you say. There. I'm gonna I'm gonna tra- uh, I'm gonna trademark that. I hope so. Um, Ashley and I were actually sitting in Applebee's and I saw the score of this game at the first quarter and I'm like, what if the world is going on? I didn't even know TCU was undefeated, first of all, and just to lose by 30, 31 points, man, like what in the world happened to them? Then you immediately thought of me and we're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh. Well, number 19, BYU won 38-26 over Utah State Thursday night. Number 21, Minnesota was beaten 21-10 by unranked Purdue in a Big Ten rivalry game. The number 22 and 23 teams faced off as Wake Forest beat your Florida State Seminoles 31-21. Ben, I know you were nervous about this game going into the weekend, and you just finally got ranked, but how frustrated were you by this loss? Oh, very frustrated. I mean, I did see us losing this game to begin with. Like, I really didn't expect us to beat them. But I feel like we had a lot of chances. I didn't feel like Jordan Travis. I know he threw three touchdowns, but I just didn't feel like he played his best. But it it just sucks that we we finally get ranked, and then now we're not ranked again. (laughs) Yeah, well, you jinxed your team. Last week, you're bragging that both your teams are undefeated. (laughs) Well, not anymore. (laughs) I'm just going to ride with Syracuse all the rest of the year. There you go. There you go. Number 24, Pitt fell to unranked Georgia Tech, 26-21. But the number 25 team in the country, Kansas State, who is also newly ranked, took care of business, beating Texas Tech 37-28. Ben, they just got ranked, and they weren't about to lose it already. No, and it's really surprising because Adrian Martinez, the guy that came from Nebraska, he's playing out of his freaking mind. I mean, he took 12 carries, 171 yards and three touchdowns. Like he is playing absolutely out of his mind. So we'll see if they can, if somebody can contain him, but that's, it's craziness. Well, it's time to list off the top 25 teams in the country. After this last week, Alabama leaped over Georgia to retake the number one spot. So Georgia falls to number two, Ohio state stays at three, Michigan, four Clemson, five USC, six, So no changes there. And then seven is Oklahoma State. They jumped up two spots. Tennessee remains at eight. Ole Miss jumped up five spots after their big win against Kentucky to ninth. Penn State's in the top ten now. They jumped up a spot to number ten. Utah's up one to 11. Oregon up another one to 12. Kentucky dropped six spots down to the 13. 14 seed is NC State. They dropped four spots. Wake Forest up seven spots to 15. BYU up three spots to 16. TCU 17. UCLA 18. Kansas 19. Kansas State jumped five spots up to 20. Washington down six to 21. Syracuse at 22. So there you go. Mississippi State at 23. Cincinnati at 24, and rounding it out is LSU at 25. So you've got one, two, three, four SEC teams in the top 10, and then you've got one, two, three Big Ten teams in the top 10, technically four if you count USC, but I know that's not official yet, so (laughs) we're not going to count them. (laughs) No. Good try. Yeah, good try, though. But anyways, yeah, so that's the top 25. Now we're going to take it over to the Players of the Week starting with the quarterback of the week, and that goes to Max Dugan from TCU. 
The 6'2", 210 senior is playing the best footballs of his career with highs for completion percentage, yards per attempt, and a touchdown-to-interception ratio even before the start of this walkover win against the AT-ranked Sooners. Dugan threw for 302 yards and three touchdowns in this emphatic win. Meanwhile, he added two scores and 116 rushing yards on five carries, headlined by a 67-yard touchdown run. The TCU quarterback is just the second player in the last 15 years to have a 60-plus yard touchdown pass and run in the first quarter of the game. The other, Lamar Jackson. Say what you like about an Oklahoma defense that isn't living up to expectations, but Dugan is breathing in rarefied air and was at the peak of his prowess in college football week five. Yeah, he's been very impressive, and I, I'm surprised he's still there. I feel like he's been around for a while. This has got to be at least his senior year, I'm sure. But Yeah, he's a senior. There's, he's doing well. I mean, doing very, very well. I guess the qualifications for TCU quarterbacks, though, is to have orange hair. <laughs> because Andy Dalton, I think, was there before him, and now we got Max Dugan's got words. I don't get that, but anyway, he's doing he's doing great, definitely for sure, doing great. The offensive player of the week goes to Mine Williams, running back from Ohio State. Williams had a day for the ages as Ohio State trampled all over Rutgers. He's often played second fiddle to Travion Henderson in the Buckeyes' backfield, but showed that he's more than capable of being the focal point of an offense and thriving in it. Williams helped mitigate a surprisingly sluggish showing from C.J. Stroud by taking his 21 carries for 189 rushing yards. Meanwhile, he tied a program record by finding the end zone five times. He broke tackles, he bulldozed his way to success in short-yarded situations, and he flashed his exceptional acceleration and long speed. Long story short, Williams was dominant for the college football week five offensive player of the week. Yeah. Oh, no question for sure. I mean, taking 21 carries, going 189 yards and just getting in the end zone five times. I mean, just getting in the end zone like a couple times is impressive, but getting in five times is super impressive. I'm just really excited to, I'm waiting for the end of the year to see Ohio State and Michigan because it's shaping up to be, it's going to be good. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, the defensive player of the week goes to Clark Phillips, the third cornerback from Utah. Standing at 5'9", Phillips often looks like he's on the wrong side of a size mismatch at the line of scrimmage. However, he routinely overcomes the height disadvantages with elite athleticism and unparalleled intelligence and competitiveness. Phillips was phenomenal in what promised to be a difficult test against an impressive Beavers outfit. He routinely demonstrated his eye-popping closing speed to jump routes. His vertical explosion was on display with an acrobatic end zone interception. He also snagged an athletic pick near midfield. The Utah cornerback ended the day with three interceptions that included a pick six where he flew to the football and made his way to the end zone in one fluid, phenomenal moment. Ben, three interceptions in one game, what in the world? And one of them's a pick six? Yeah, dude. I mean, that's a great pick for uh, definitely defensive player of the week, man. I mean, getting, just like I said, like with touchdowns, I mean, getting one one interception, I mean, you typically, that's hard to find, man, for a defensive, especially for a guy that's only 5'9". I mean, most of these receivers are six three, six four. So, like, <laughs> being able to pick a quarterback off three times, way to go, dude. Awesome for him. Well, the special teams player of the week goes to Harrison. Hey, Harrison Mavis, <laughs> <laughs> the kicker for Missouri. Mavis contributed 16 of the Tigers' 22 total points on Saturday, nailing all five field goal attempts and converting his only extra point attempt. They may have lost, but they wouldn't have even been in the ball game without the contributions from their kicker showcasing the leg that has made him the early front runner to be the first kicker taken in the 2023 NFL draft. Mavis nailed two field goal attempts from 50-plus yards. It was an incredible performance to bounce back from the disappointment of a missed chip shot field goal against Auburn in the previous week. 
yeah, I mean, like you said, I mean, <laughs> 16 of their 22 points. Um, that's also probably a reason why Missouri didn't upset Georgia because they couldn't get the ball in the end zone. But going five <laughs> for five, um, very impressive. I did actually see that 56-yard field goal, and it was it was a good kick. So, I mean, yeah, that's very impressive. I, I feel like these college kickers can't kick that well. So, a great job for him doing that. Yeah, I feel like they're definitely few and far between the ones that actually have, mm-hmm. you know, a legit leg that can, can really get it there from distance. Well, you've been listening to the College Football Recap here on Up Your Game, a podcast all about sports. Travis and Ben signing off.